Divine risings to you all. My name is Gadara, and today I will be going over spiritual alchemy. And the element we're going to be focusing on today is shadow work. And within spiritual alchemy, there are seven steps in general to alchemy. And I'm going to break them down in a way where you understand them from a uh, true alchemical formula and also from the spiritual uh, personal formula going back and forth so that you can understand how you can alchemize and transmute or change anything in your life. And when I go down and talk about the seven stages of alchemy, one of the main phrases we have in alchemy is solve et coagula. And, you know, solve pretty much means to break things down and to separate them. Uh, while coagula describes the process of bringing the elements back together. So with everything we do in our life, when it comes to alchemizing things, you're always going to take the elements of yourself, break them down, and then you're going to eventually bring them down, decompose them, and then put them back together the way that you want them to be, creating something more solid, a much stronger structure. So it's like going from the base metals, which is like knowledge or like how you are right now, and then breaking them down, burning them, uh, repurifying them, going through your rebirth or spiritual awakening, and then eventually putting the parts back together that you believe will allow you to achieve a more divine being in which you have your body, your mind, soul, and you're able to connect to your spirit. Uh, so the difference or the seven stages of alchemy are calcination, which is stage one, uh, which is the breakdown and burning phase, where you're going to break yourself down and you're going to realize these are the ashes that you have left. Uh, stage two is dissolution. It's when you dissolve the ashes and you pretty much embrace the subconscious. So you're dissolving it, seeing how everything is, and you're getting to know, hey, my ego is here, and these are the different triggers or shadows that I need to work on. Uh, stage three is separation. That's when you separate and then integrate the aspects of yourself that you want to bring back into you. Because when you break yourself down and you're looking at everything from a distance, you're then going to see, okay, I want to keep this part of my life. I want to keep this part. I need to keep this part. I need to keep this part. I need to get rid of all of this. And at that point, you're actually going to take the parts of you that you feel you need to keep, and that's what you're going to recombine uh, when you come back to the stage four, which is conjunction. Stage four conjunction is when you combine to create a brand new substance. And when you create that brand new substance, that's kind of like right before the rebirth. Like, this is who I want to be. This is who I am. Now, what am I going to do next? Stage five is fermentation. And during fermentation, that is kind of like the decomposition and the rebirth. It's kind of like how a grape then becomes wine, you know? Um, stage six is distillation. That's when you reboil this new substance of yourself and you're going to kind of go through a continued purification. So you're going to keep pushing yourself with this new being and self that you are. Sometimes you might break down again, but you're still at the point where you have the elements of yourself that you want to keep, you're just strengthening them and getting and weaving around and saying, this is my voice. This is my higher self. This is the spirit that I want to become. Stage seven is coagulation. Again, that's when you put yourself back together. You've created like a solid state to where you have your body and also your mind, soul to connect to your spirit. Uh, there are so many different types of shadows you can deal with. So I'm only going to be focusing on like some of the main ones that you see in everyday life. And those begin with childhood conditioning, um, which is where we talk about, you know, good versus bad, right versus wrong. And then after that, we pretty much have like the societal standards and societal standards 
are usually things like man versus woman roles, love and relationships, your dream career, and then other just life expectations overall, like the connections and relationships we have with our family, our friends, our partners, and just strangers in general. Uh, our work life, and then just general experiences that you have every day in your life. So as we go through each stage, I'm gonna use different examples from childhood and conditioning, societal standards, and life expectations. And then I'll, again, break them down. What you can and can't do uh, is up to you. I'm just providing a blueprint and things that have worked in my life from my experiences. So these aren't to say that these techniques are going to work for everyone. It's just these are the techniques that I've personally used or spoken with others and it worked for them. So in the very beginning, when it comes to actually, before you wanna calcinate yourself, we'll go over like a little brief understanding of what shadow work actually is. Because a lot of times people hear the term uh, but they might not be 100% sure what it actually means to conduct shadow work. So when you're doing shadow work, shadow work is pretty much the demons inside of us that are hidden. Uh, as some people would say, the dark side, just like Star Wars. Uh, and you've got Luke Skywalker and you got Darth Vader. And then we had so many aspects of it of like being light, being dark, and being balanced. And that's why, to me, Star Wars is such an amazing uh, movie collage of just so many spiritual um, messages. Uh, within shadow work, it's also the parts of us that we avoid any way possible. So a lot of times we suppress our shadows and we deny them and we tell ourselves, this isn't a problem. It's not something I have to deal with. And we tuck it away. Again, it's kind of like putting the skeletons in the closet, which is perfectly fine. We're all allowed to do what we want in our lives. But when it comes to doing the shadow work, you're actually going to have to go and work through a lot of these things. Um, shadow work is also the focus seeing what's outside of the light. You know, a lot of times we have this high vibe tribe where everyone's like, let's be light 24 seven, which is impossible because you just can't be positive 24 seven. There's gonna be internal and external things that happen during our spiritual path that we'll have to learn to deal with and process them. Again, if you don't process, you suppress. And if you suppress, it kind of builds up like a volcano and then explodes at some point and bleeds into the other aspects of our lives. Uh, and shadow work, it is the impulsive, wounded, sad, or isolated parts we ignore and cover with a mask. So a lot of times when it comes to shadow work, we put on this mask in front of ourselves to cover up you know, who we don't want people to see we are. Because a lot of times we actually don't want people to see our authentic selves based off of a lot of things, society, or even in our childhood, that we were conditioned to suppress. You know, you can't do this, you shouldn't do that. So a lot of that, again, becomes our shadows at an early childhood. And that is, for me to remind people, a lot of the shadows you have actually might have started a long, long, long time ago. So what is the shadow more defined? Again, it's the parts of us that we hide and deny. And what does it include? It usually includes things like envy, jealousy, rage or anger, lust, desire for power, and again, childhood wounds. Uh, shadow is your dark side. And by dark side, I mean not like dark matter, dark energy. I actually mean like evil, the inferior, the unacceptable or the inadequate thoughts that we have of ourselves because sometimes we're conditioned to feel that way. Um, our shadows are our incomplete aspects of our subconscious 
and conscious beliefs. You know, there's a lot of times we feel like puzzle pieces that aren't completely put together. So our shadows are like the puzzle pieces and sometimes the puzzle piece might be turned over. So you actually have no idea what's on the other side of it. And without that piece, parts of us are incomplete. So if you look at yourself as being a new puzzle, know that when you pour yourself straight out of the box and you're going through calcination, make sure you flip all the pieces over so you can actually see every aspect of yourself. Uh, and uh, Carl Jung had a great quote in which he said, the less we embrace of our shadow, the darker and denser it becomes. And that's very, very true. If we don't embrace our shadows, if we don't learn to see who we truly are, then those shadows themselves do become darker, they do become denser, and they become like a dark fog or haze within our life to where it's blocking things out that we would naturally want to focus on and see within us. So it's like driving a car and you don't have fog lamps and you almost don't even have lights whatsoever. How is the shadow born? Again, we're gonna take it back to our childhood. A lot of childhood traits that we have of what's good and what's bad, what's right and what's wrong, uh, what's positive and what's negative. A lot of the things we do as children, these things are enforced in us because you'll do something. If your parents don't like it, they reinforce it with some type of negative repercussion or action. So you start to think this is bad, this is wrong. And it's unfair as a child because your parents' beliefs might not always be the beliefs that you're going to have when you're older. And I think a lot of people have trouble stepping away from that, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, our life expectations and things like that and our experiences. Growing up, you know, I come from a family where a lot of times it's like, you're at this age, you're 18, you should be out of the house, have your own job. You're 21, you should be most of the way done with college. You're 23, you should have already got a degree and a great job. You should be married. Why are you single? You know, we get all these societal standards and expectations thrown on us. And again, these are all shadows. These are all shadows that we keep deep within us. And we really, again, have to focus on working on them. And the other problem with shadows and the way that they're born is that we project these shadows onto others, which is anything we bury within ourselves, you know, those reflections. And if you have a shadow within you and you start to project it on other people, just know that those projections at times can become shadows for other people. So that's why we want to do this inner shadow work because if you don't do it, you'll project someone on someone else and you're literally planting this evil seed inside of them inside of their mind and sometimes inside of their body if it's physical. Uh, and that creates a shadow for them, which is makes it harder for them to see. Their mask gets bigger and denser and their, you know, their whole costume starts to form. You're not just wearing a mask anymore, you're wearing a costume. The shadow is also our ego's defense mechanism through false identity of being good. So a shadow will tell us this is what we need to do for people to like us, for people to love us. And that's why we have to be mindful of this mask that we're wearing and how much power we give to our ego. Because if you're gonna allow your ego to control you, eventually you're gonna start to let other people control you as well. Because that's essentially what ego is sometimes. Ego sometimes is other people's control over you based off of their conditioning. So as we move into the different stages, uh, I will go and start out with letting you know the benefits of actually doing shadow work. Uh, some of the main benefits of doing shadow work, which you would understand once you reach coagulation and you, you know, stage seven, and you've connected to your spirit. Uh, a benefit of shadow work is improved relationships. When you've done the shadow work within yourself, it truly reflects in the other people that you meet, 
in your life, whether they be a family, a friend, or like a partner that you are intimate with. Uh, and again, it's important to do the shadow work so that you're not imprinting or projecting these shadows on other individuals. Shadow work also gives you a much clearer perception of things. Uh, when you're able to do the shadow work within yourself, your perception of everything and everyone around you changes because you're no longer judging yourself as harshly, so you're most, less likely to judge other people. You know, when I studied psychology, it really opened my mind because I started to realize things like being bipolar, things like being depressed were real. And that's because I come from a military type background and also growing up in Asia, uh, it's a different way of life. So I really started to understand like, wow, these are serious things that are going on in these people's lives. So when I did the shadow work, it made me realize like I've been seeing everything through this fog, through this perception of what I think is right and wrong, what I think is good and bad, instead of what is actually truth. Shadow work also um, enhances your energy and your physical health. And the most beautiful thing about it, enhancing your energy and your physical health is because your enhanced energy, you just feel like you're able to share and push out so much more through magnetism because that's what our hearts are. Our hearts are magnets. And as our hearts are magnets, uh, we push out such amazing energy uh, and beautiful energy towards others, which, you know, it's that light within me um, helps awaken the light within you. Or if it's darkness within me, brings somewhat of darkness towards you. Uh, and then with the physical health, when you do the shadow work, you just feel better. You know, you're breathing differently. You're more balanced. I'm not going to say that you're more light and more positive, but you're a lot more balanced in your life. Um, it also helps with psychological integration and maturity. As you start to do the shadow work, you will begin to, again, better understand yourself, which allows you to better understand others. So psychologically, you're more sound. Uh, and as far as maturity goes, you become more mature because you're no longer just projecting. I would say that someone that isn't really ready for that lifestyle tends to project, 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 project. And another great benefit is greater creativity. Your creativity increases by so much when you've done the shadow work, because with shadow work being done, you'll start to see how much more beautiful naturally life is. Uh, so again, um, I would say after doing my shadow work, my creativity in writing, my creativity in going live, my creativity in all of the different arts, dancing and music and stuff has greatly arisen because I see the natural beauty in all things in life. So we're gonna go down to seven stages now. I hope you guys are all ready. Uh, I'm glad that you guys now have a better understanding of shadow work and spiritual alchemy and alchemy as a whole. We're gonna do some of that great work now. Uh, so going through stage one with calcination. Again, calcination, is pretty much the process of heating and decompressing a raw material into ashes. And for us, that would mean the stage when we kind of break down our lives and we start to see our ego, we start to see our self-doubt, we start to see more of our stubbornness, our uh, self-sabotaging behaviors, our pride and arrogance, the attachment we have to materialistic things. Uh, and we get to see what's deep, deep underneath all of that. And again, it's so important to burn these things down because everything that's in our life, like a shadow, kind of creates a shell over things. So you're wanting to burn and you're wanting that rock or that shell to open up. And once it's open up and you can actually see the ashes among the ashes, you can find this is this is my ego. This is my stubbornness. This is my jealousy. This is my anger. 
anger or anger and this is my hate um when we step into stage two of dissolution uh dissolution again is very important because dissolution is the process when the ashes are being dissolved uh substances in water and they're breaking down you know this is when we kind of go with our unconscious and our conscious mind we're starting to kind of align them and we're allowing these things to kind of just float in the water now now that you're separating you know it's slowly beginning to separate the parts of you and the ashes that are going to be weighed down will sink to the bottom and the parts that you really need to look at will start to rise to the top you know you're finally taking responsibility for yourself uh, because you're more self-aware of the things that are you know traumatizing memories in your life uh the things that trigger you um that's pretty much it uh, as far as dissolution uh when it comes to dissolution and you're looking at you know childhood things this is that phase where you're going to start to see these are the things that trigger me now which are the things that triggered me when i was younger uh based off of things that did happen and later on we're going to talk about you know embracing that inner child within you uh, again even when it comes to societal standards during dissolution you're going to be able to see like these are the roles that people have imprinted on me these are the roles that society has imprinted on me and you're going to start to see the things that society has imprinted on you slowly start to go down because you realize they're not important they start sinking they start getting heavy and what flows to the top is you know these are the kind of things that i want to focus on these are the things that i believe you know may or may not be very popular and it's going to be very shocking for you to see what parts of your life actually start to rise to the top stage three being separation separations again is important because you're going to start to isolate and filter the different uh products of uh the dissolution on this stage uh you're going to start to think deeper uh, more about your emotions uh separations about the emotional state uh when you're separating things again you're becoming more aware of your own authentic feelings uh as a person and ourselves uh in this stage we experience anger frustration and disappointment towards another and ourselves so during separation it might feel like you know oh my god i feel like i'm so dark i feel like i'm so evil i'm lashing out at everyone but again this is important uh an important phase because it comes down to that forgive and forget what's right and wrong and you actually start focusing on truths um if you look at uh separation this is the part uh in our life where you're going to see yourself side by side you know this is when you're really looking in the mirror and things like that and it's really important to look in the mirror and to take the different aspects even if you broke the mirror uh to take those parts of the mirror that you want to keep because with a broken mirror you don't have to you don't want to fully put it back together sometimes when you see your reflection sometimes you just want to take certain parts of the mirror and use those separate parts of the mirror uh to create a brand new mirror moving on to stage four which is conjunction conjunction so after that phase uh, of separation in the first three phases uh now that the substance is separated uh we're going to start to combine the elements of ourself uh that we want to keep uh so when it comes to the good and bad uh the right and wrong this is the point where you'll most likely realize it's not always about good and bad it's not always about right and wrong uh sometimes it's about truths and when i speak with a lot of people i tell people hey my truth is not always going to be your truth you know my experiences shape my truth your experiences shape your truth i may not agree with you but i can accept and understand that's your truth 
so when you focus on your truth, the good and the bad, the right and the wrong, again, start to sink back down. Uh, and you're not going to want to combine those with the better version of yourself. Uh, again, even with the societal standards, if it's like love in a relationship, you know, you start thinking, I don't have to get married when I'm 21. I don't have to have a child or a family when I'm 21. I don't have to have the dream career when I'm 25. You know, I don't have to go to university yet. I can travel the world and experience the world the way I want to. I don't have to have a lot of friends. You know, you can go from being an extrovert to an introvert or an introvert to an extrovert, or you can be an introverted extrovert. It's totally up to you. But this is that point of conjunction is when you're slowly starting to combine to create the version of yourself that makes you the happiest. Because at the end of the day, it's about being happy. The most beautiful stage in my mind is fermentation. Uh, and fermentation is pretty much when the process of rebirth begins. Uh, this is a stage again, that's kind of like the grape. When the grape becomes wine, the grape dies, it's getting smashed and the essence of the grape is what we're really worried about. So this is when you're breaking yourself down to your true essence and you're gonna allow yourself to just sit there and you're gonna wallow in this. And this is also a time where people will shed the cheers Tears, not cheers, or you can shed cheers, uh, and you'll start to realize, okay, I'm gonna be in my emotions right now. Uh, but this is also considered kind of like the dark night, dark night of the soul, uh, because it's gonna be followed by some forms of depression. So when you're going through fermentation, remember that it's okay to feel, it's okay to be depressed, it's okay to be sad. There's nothing wrong with embracing these aspects of your life. A lot of times when we're going through shadow work, we feel like I'm at stage four, I'm at stage five, I've broken these things away, I'm combining something new. Why am I still sad? Something's wrong. The reason why you go through these uh, emotions and these feelings is because you're creating a new version of yourself. And this new version of yourself has to learn to cope with the new lifestyle you're going to be living. A lot of times when we make these huge shifts in our life, it takes us a while to readjust. Me personally, uh, I used to always preach and tell people if you're not happy with your life change it if you hate where you live move somewhere new if you don't like your job get a new job if you're not happy with the friends that are around you or the family go create a new tribe and i kept saying it and saying it and saying it and i finally realized that i wasn't happy with my life so i did i changed i sold everything that i had i went to south america for 13 months it was the best time of my life i'm so grateful i did it but during the fermentation phase there were moments where i was like oh man what have I done? I don't have any friends. I have to start over, you know, and in doing that, I created a new Facebook. I created a new Instagram, uh, created the new YouTube. Uh, so when you're reinventing yourself and you're going through fermentation, know that this dark night of the soul is perfectly fine. You're going to experience some darkness. You're going to experience some pain, some sadness, cry, be in the moment and let it out. The next phase after fermentation, stage six is distillation. Distillation is so beautiful because you're now integrating more of the spiritual realizations in your life in order to make them more permanent. Uh, this is the level of further purifying where you're boiling and looking at it again. Purifying, boiling, looking at it again. Boiling, looking at it again. And you'll keep doing that. You'll just keep burning this beautiful substance to yourself and shedding away even more and more and more. You know, it's like if you take like this huge crystal, which is beautiful, and you start to make it smaller and smaller and smaller, and it starts to take form and shape, and it's in this shape that resonates with you. Uh, and that's why 
you want to treat yourself like a crystal. You know, not that you have to break every crystal down, but sometimes it's nice to see this beautiful aspect of ourselves, whatever shape it may be, and whatever form resonates with us. Or, you know, if you want it to stay uh, a liquid, let it stay a liquid. But at some point, you'll want it to be a solid state so that it's permanent and it's firm in your life. Uh, one example of this is when you find the inner peace and balance in your life. Uh, even though we have a lot of mundane uh, circumstances and situations in our life, like Sarah and I talked about magic within the mundane. Uh, if you keep repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating, you know, dying and being reborn, dying and being reborn, dying and being reborn, eventually you're going to finally reach that state of what people would consider enlightenment. And enlightenment does require you to burn, go through the ashes, separate yourself, burn some more, mold it together, burn, boil, burn, rebirth. You know, you're going to be reborn multiple times in this lifetime, which is perfectly fine. You're going to have multiple dark nights of the soul, which is perfectly fine because it's all part of the process. It's all part of reaching enlightenment. And every new phase of your life that you go through, uh, even if you decide you're going to do shadow work on any of these topics or something else, once you reach it to where you've gotten the coagulation of that one shadow, you're going to go back down to the next shadow. But now when you go to this next shadow, you might realize it's a little different because you have more clarity. There's less fog. Maybe your mask is a little bit thinner. Uh, maybe your mask is completely gone. Uh, so it's going to be easier to process these things. And because you know what the dark night of the soul was like before, because you experienced that depression and you got through it, you're going to feel a lot better knowing, I've been here before. I've done this. This is easy. And you slowly start to let go of more and more shadows to where the shadows are almost non-existent. The last stage, stage seven, coagulation. Uh, coagulation is the transformation to a solid state. This is when you become your most authentic self. Uh, this is similar to the way our blood uh, creates clots and stuff when we have wounds. So, you know, if you get cut, uh, your blood will start clotting and the wound will scar and then eventually it'll heal new again. You might still have that scar. So I meant scab earlier. You might still have that scar, but that scar is a reminder of the shadow work or you know, what you've done in your life. And a lot of times people will remind us of these things, which can trigger us, which again is more shadows. If you've made a change in your life and you're happy about it, know that some people will re-bring these things back up. Uh, and again, it's a process. These are going to trigger you. These are more shadows to work through. But eventually as you work through those shadows of realizing that you chose to change, and this is a new, happier version of yourself, you'll be much happier. You'll realize, I don't care. I'm working through the shadows. This is who I want to be. So you're no longer going to focus on anyone else. This is the meeting point between two opposites, such as the spiritual self and the raw matter, you know, heaven and hell and life and death. It's the point where we, uh, where existence becomes self-aware. This is a moment when our lives are without duality, when matter becomes a spirit or the spirit is manifested or created in material form. On uh, the stage of coagulation, the physical universe is not separate from the mind or spiritual reality. Uh, it is a reflection of it. Uh, alchemy's greatest achievement is to create an interrelationship between mind and matter, between self and world. And this is when we reach the philosopher's stone. And the philosopher's stone, in terms of spiritual alchemy, is your most authentic self. It's when you are happiest. So when you're able to unlock and attain the philosopher's stone in your life, you feel that much better because you're realizing, like, wow. And you can look back and see this, these are the ashes, this is the stone. And when you've created the stone once and you create it again and again, it becomes so much easier 
to create more and more philosopher's stones within your life. Um, when it goes deep into uh, tips for how to engage shadow work, uh, when you're actually going through these uh, seven stages, I let people know one tip is to center yourself. I always remind people that whenever you're doing any type of spiritual work, to always ground yourself. It's always important to ground yourself because when you ground yourself, you ground yourself in the moment and you allow yourself to become more focused on you, more focused on what's currently within your bio field and you're not as focused on external extremities or things like that, uh, which is why meditation is so beautiful and so important. Uh, you'll also want to cultivate self-compassion. You know, during these phases, you're also gonna to wanna to remind yourself like, I am a human being, you know, I'm gonna have this dark side, but I'm also gonna have a divine side. So don't beat yourself up so much forgetting that you're both. You're gonna to wanna to cultivate self-awareness and cultivating self-awareness, uh, you become again more aware of who you are, which is why calcination is so important. It takes a level of self-awareness to actually understand and understand the shadows you actually have. You know, it's kind of like a 12-step program. And that first phase or step of coming to terms with this is a problem or something in my life that I want to change is such a big step because you're no longer denying it. You know, accepting the existence of these shadows in your life is so beautiful and powerful. You're also going to want to be courageously honest with yourself. Again, it takes a, a, a really deep, deep, deep level of courage to dig deep inside yourself and to come to the realization like, man, this is shit I really want to change. Uh, personally, uh, if you break it down to childhood conditionings, you know, the good and the bad, the right and the wrong, there's so many things I was conditioned to think when I was younger. Uh, like, I shouldn't do this as a kid. I can't do this. You're a boy. Boys are supposed to do this. Boys shouldn't cry. Boys shouldn't be weak. You need to take care and protect everybody, every woman and stuff like that. And it's kind of hurts you because you feel weak if you're not able to do it. So you start doing things to become tougher and stronger and you're letting masculinity rule. And it's not a divine masculine, it's just masculine. It's just this built up anger, this rage, this animality with inside of you and not learning to control that is shadow. And it's something that has to be worked on. Going into societal standards when it comes to uh, being courageous and honest with yourself, you know, male versus female roles. You know, I grew up thinking, I need to make sure that I have a great fucking job. Because if I can't get a great job, I can't take care of a family. And if I don't have this great job, I'll probably never have a family because no one's going to want to date me if I can't make and bring in the big money. And I've learned that it's not always about money. Yes, we need money to do specific things in life, but money literally doesn't dictate every aspect of our life uh, because there is a lot of materialistic things I just don't need. Uh, when it comes to love and relationships, uh, being honest with yourself and realizing, you know, it's the monogamous versus polyamorous. It's the, you know, I should get married. I should be single. These are some of the very common things when it comes to love and relationships. You know, a man shouldn't have female friends. A woman shouldn't have male friends. Uh, you know, people telling me you're a male. You can't have female best friends. All my best friends are females. I don't have that many male friends, but, you know, and I probably have two male best friends. So I'm very grateful for them. Um, or your dream career, going back to your career and thinking, you know, you have to be a, whatever your parents wanted you to be. You know, if your parents wanted you to be, you know, the lawyer or the doctor or whatever, you know, getting rid of that mindset of being like, I want to get the job that I want to get is very, very important. Uh, I joined the military. I served. I got out. 
I became a photographer. I was like, I want to be remembered. I need to do stuff that gets me remembered. I need to write more poetry. I need to publish a book. You know, all these careers and jobs are awesome, but if it's not something you're truly happy about, it's not driving you crazy, uh, and a little bit of crazy is good, but if it's driving you crazy to the point where it hurts and you feel like you're not able to do or become the person that you want to be, then you're going to need to make some changes in your life, and that's all shadow work. Uh, another tip is to record your discoveries. I always tell people to journal things. Journals are so important because they allow you to look back and see the path that you've taken. And as a reminder to see, these were the ashes that I had before. These are the steps I took uh, to reach coagulation in the philosopher's stone. And these again are blueprints for other things that are in your life. You can be like, oh wow, this is what I did last time. I should do it again. Why am I not doing this again? Um, so record, log these things. Um, some of the techniques uh, when it comes from moving from calcination to uh, conjunction, uh, will really help if you remind yourself and you believe that you are worthy and that things will get better. And this is very, very important because we do need to remind ourselves that we are worthy of love. We are worthy of these jobs that we have. We are worthy of these friendships. We are worthy of whoever the fuck we believe that we are. You are worthy of everything and anything. Uh, and when you're able to remind yourself of that, it makes it easier to remind yourself that things will get better. You know, tomorrow's a new day. Whatever happened today doesn't have to literally carry completely into tomorrow. There's aspects of it that you can keep and there's aspects of it that you can let go. The choice is up to you. Remember to pay attention to the emotions that you feel. Uh, it is okay to feel. It is okay to love. It is okay to hate. It is okay to be depressed. All of these things, these things are perfectly fine. Uh, so remember to feel. You know, For me, I had moments where I would break down and I would actually go into the shower to break down. And I know some people laugh, but somebody asked me, they're like, you know, do you ever cry? And I said, yes. And they were like, well, when or where do you cry? And I said, I actually go into the shower. And it was something psychological for me. And I would go in the shower, turn the water on and cry in the shower because then I wouldn't know if it was tears or the shower water. Like I know I'm crying, but I don't, I don't know how much I'm crying because the shower water is washing everything off. Sounds crazy but that's actually what works for me. That's how I was able to embrace my feelings. So it's kind of like lying to myself, but it made myself feel better. Uh, don't forget uh, when you're doing shadow work, you got to identify the shower, uh, shadows. I said showers. Uh, you have to identify the shadows uh, because calcination means that you've got to dive deep into yourself. And a lot of times we're afraid to dive deep into ourselves. If you're not willing to dive deep into yourself, uh, then it's going to be a little bit harder to do shadow work. It doesn't mean that you can't do it because there's also different layers of the shadows that you have. You know, so start with the layers that you believe may be easier for you or jump into something hard. But know that to fully clear away or clear away most of your shadows, you're going to have to dive deep. You're going to have to break yourself down to build yourself back up. You know, the phoenix doesn't rise from those ashes unless everything is burned down. You know, there is no phoenix if you're not willing to burn yourself down. Uh, remember to investigate your feelings objectively and with compassion. Um, this is important because sometimes we look at ourselves from within ourselves. So you have to remember to kind of step back and look at yourself from outside of yourself. Uh, and when you look at yourself from outside of yourself or you take constructive criticism, you know, from others. I told people in a video before, I don't really give a fuck what people think about me, but I do listen. 
uh, because sometimes the things you guys say to me are constructive criticism and I take that uh, and I'm like, all right, actually, this is shadow work that I might want to do, you know, but I don't dictate my life based off of what everyone else says about me. Um, remember to engage in inner dialogue, which is your affirmation. Affirmations are so important. I know a lot of people print them out and write them down in places. They're very important. Put it on the background screensaver for your phone. Affirmations are a great way to, again, remind yourself that you're worthy and things will get better. Uh, I recommend at some point when you're doing shadow work, if there's that quote that you really, really, really love, either write it down somewhere where you'll see it, you know, put it next to your laptop or somewhere near your bed, your nightstand, in your kitchen, wherever you're going to see it in your office, or put it as, again, the uh, background screensaver for your phone. Uh, and keep reminding yourself, I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of happiness. I'm worthy of everything that anyone can attain. Remember to, when exploring the shadows, again, ground yourself. Meditation helps. Also remember to jog things and write things down uh, to just get in touch with your feelings. You got to explore your shadows uh, because the shadows are big. If you look at, imagine yourself as a big building. Uh, the shadow of that building is huge and you might not see every aspect of it. And just like the light changes, the shadow moves. So be willing to move with your shadow and within your shadow. And one of the last great techniques is truly understanding and nurturing the inner child. And I left this part for closer to the end because nurturing the child, our inner child is so important, uh, especially with childhood traumas. A lot of times we will blame ourselves for not acting on things that happened to us when we were younger. And it's very important to look back objectively and with compassion and to remind your inner child that it's okay. We didn't speak up back then, but we're speaking up and we're willing to change now. Um, I saw a video a couple months ago and they were talking about males that get sexually assaulted or sexually harassed and how it's not brought up as much because it happens to both males and females. And I had wrote and some, written something about myself. You know, I had incidents when I was younger that were very traumatizing for me as a kid. And I never spoke up to my parents because I knew my parents wouldn't believe me. I'm like, my parents aren't going to believe me because these are friends of the family. So they're just going to tell me it's all lies because I had been through stuff like that before. You know, if you won't believe me about, you know, physically getting hit, you're definitely not going to believe me about being sexually assaulted. So when I was doing the inner shadow work on things like that, I reminded myself, I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to look at myself object objectively, and I'm going to remind myself that it's okay to be vulnerable. And when I became more vulnerable for myself and I stopped blaming myself for not speaking up, I truly realized, okay, I didn't do it back then, but what do I want to do now? How am I going to heal it? And it's in the beginning, when you see that inner child and you go back in time and see that version of yourself, it's like a movie. You're just watching it happen over and over again. And you're going to go through phases of depression. You're going to go through phases of sadness because you didn't do what you thought you should have done. And I realized I can't change the past. Because I can't change the past, I need to focus on right now. What do I want to do now to help me get over that? You know, I, I'm not going to be able to forget what happened, um, but I can let it go and know that it's already happened, which is a process. It takes time to do that. I'm not saying if you have a traumatic experience that you can let go of it within like a week. It took me years. I'm 34 years old now, and I have just did a lot of my shadow work in the last couple of years. Uh, so know that, again, it is a process. When you're giving the younger you compassion, give the younger you a, a hug. 
Tell the younger you that you love yourself. Tell the younger you that you're willing to be stronger now. And when you see the younger you stand up, it's probably going to make you cry because it made me cry. When the younger version of myself was like, it's okay. We didn't do it back then, but we're going to do it now. I felt so much better. I felt so good to have released that shadow uh, because now I stand as me and my younger self happy. You know, we've been able to process, no longer suppress the childhood conditionings and traumas that we went through. Uh, I've been able to break free of a lot of the social uh, conditioning and standards that are imposed on all of us. Uh, and the life expectations when it comes to connections with others, uh, work and general experiences. I always talk about unconditional love and I do love everyone unconditionally, but if someone is toxic, know that I'm gonna love you, but I'm not always gonna just embrace you every single moment that you want to, because I do have to love myself. I do have to do the shadow work. And when you're doing the shadow work that's going on, remember that it's perfectly fine to take time for yourself because you might need space to process everything. Uh, so there might be people that are like, you're not texting, you're not writing, you're not replying. Just let people know, hey, or don't let people know. You're going through something, you're going through stuff. Uh, you don't have to respond to every text message or every email or everything you get. Sometimes you just need space. You need to take time for yourself. Go into nature, go on a vacation, do something where you can truly hear yourself and feel yourself. Sometimes it's really hard to truly see and break down our shadows if we don't take the time to separate other people and expectations from us. You love your partner, you love your best friends, you love your family, but at times, sometimes they're the ones that are imprinting these shadows on you. So step away so that you can see them objectively and see them for what they really are. Uh, the shadows that they are. And then when you come back out of it, you'll see that you have a whole new clear outlook on life. You'll be like, wow, you've always told me to do this. I don't want to do that anymore. And people start to dislike you a lot or hate you when you're no longer allowing them to imprint or project on you anymore. And now all these projections literally just go around you. They're not passing through you anymore, like an empath taking everything in. So again, this was uh, spiritual alchemy and working on the element of shadow work. I do hope you've all learned something from this uh, or some seed has been planted. Not that everyone has to agree with me, but again, I'm just here to share experiences, wisdom as blueprints and techniques. Not saying that what I'm telling you is going to be your truth, but these are the truths and experiences that work for me. I wish you all an amazing, amazing, amazing night. Uh, again, this will be all about consistency. So I'll be jumping on on Saturdays at the same exact time and talking about different elements and aspects of life. Uh, I love that I'm not perfect. I don't, I'm not always correct, as people would say. I make mistakes, we're all human. Again, we're all human, we're all divine beings. We should all uh, love and understand and understand love. I do love you all. I'm grateful for everyone that has taken the time to share this sacred space with me because it's been very beautiful and very important because I am at a point in my life where I've done the shadow work and I'm grateful and happy to be able to share these experiences with you all. Again, psychologically speaking, excited. Body-wise, excited. Energy-wise, excited. Spiritually-wise, I'm excited. It's 2020, 2018, 2019. We're all about experiences and learning. 2020 is going to be all about action. So expect to see a lot of action from me. Uh, and again, I'm looking forward to more people jumping on. It's gonna be Zoom, it's gonna be Facebook, it's gonna be YouTube, it's gonna be LinkedIn. Uh, because this spiritual awakening is happening for so many of us and I want others to embrace it and to feel it and to come together. You know, we're all in different phases in our life. 
I'm looking forward to networking with more people. I'm looking forward to connecting with lots of you, uh, doing retreats or whatever we find awesome. Even if it's just talking through messenger, talking on the phone, talking on video, having more Zoom meetings. Just know that you're all beautiful, amazing, divine beings. I love every single one of you unconditionally. And I am going to let it go on that note with so much love.